What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor. Yeah. I know this is a midweek episode, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we skipped. A, the, it's, a, it's a bit of a hard one to arrange. Uh. Just, just, yeah. like, just try to find. Just try to find something that we can all talk about, and you know, right? No, and also, like personally, we were supposed to record it yesterday, but I had a, I had a little bit of a COVID scare, man. Mm. Because on Monday freaking night, like, uh, there was a there was a very faint positive line on my ART test. Yeah, and then. Then yeah, like, I also have like some some uh family celebration at the end of this week. So then I went for an ART test in the morning at home, negative. I went to the polyclinic, negative. I decided to take a PCR test today, negative. But that mm. feed positive line, right? Had yeah. so many repercussions, uh, mm. that mm. Yeah, so so it's just have you you haven't had any of that before, right? I mean I, I've been sick, but it's always I've never gotten even a faint positive. Faint on my positive, ART, uh. Yeah, so oh. I've always felt like, well, that if it must be pretty hard to even get a faint positive, like, cause, cause yeah, like, I was I was deadly sick, but I still it was still negative for me. Yeah, yeah that faint positive. I've I've heard of false positives uh, on ART test kits and all, but that's why I went for the the PCR thing, cause yeah, like, it's my my brother's wedding this Saturday, so I kind of needed to confirm it. And the PCR went deeper than I've ever felt any PCR go go into my nose. Mm, mm. Like it was fucking deep. So wait, is your first negative. PCR or, or no? No, I've done PCRs before, but this one I felt like I was transported to another dimension or something. Oh, so. They went deep. Uh, they went deep. It went deep. Like I didn't even know that place in my head existed. Yeah, yeah, but I got the results, so I'm negative. So that's cool. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but just, just yeah, but but yeah, but we are we're back. We're back. Yeah, but uh, still cautiously, still cautiously back, like, Right. I, yeah. I think I think you're you're still monitoring and everything. Yeah. People are probably saying they're like, "Oh my God, Terence has been sick now. Harish is breaking down. Yeah. Maybe Yalabad really in decline." Huh? <laughs> I, I mean, the general health of uh, the Singapore population, like, I think, is in decline. It's the weather, yeah. lah. Yeah, it's the hot. weather. It's it's like everything opening up again. Crowds, the usual, lah. Yeah. yeah. But how was your week so far? Uh yeah 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 I've just been uh trying to track the news and trying to track all the you know the bad news that's going on in the stock markets and everything and how it's affecting everything else as well. Mm, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but that will yeah it's all related to what we're talking about today la. Yeah, somewhat la, somewhat. Mm. Um and but before that, what is what is one thing we want to say? Uh well yeah I mean we're still on the lookout for interns. And very specifically, you know, someone to who's able to help us with marketing and social media, because uh, yeah, we realize we're not we're not, you know, we're older, we're old, and uh, yeah, we we do our thing on social media, but we could always use a, a different perspective from someone young and hip and fresh and and you know, uh, what's what's words that they use to describe young people these days? Uh, uh lit 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 lit. Uh, well, lit. I thought, lit. I thought lit is like five years old already, though. No? But it's still better than young and fresh, lah. <laughs> hip, hip, hip. <laughs> young hip and fresh and cool. is like nineties marigold commercial like that. Hip and cool, yeah. We need the hip and cool ones. Uh, but yeah, so so you know, hit us up on our social media or uh, DMs or whatever with your you know with with some your details. If you're up to experience what life is like uh, as a yellowbird intern. Yeah, and and aside from a fresh take and all, it's also because there's a lot that needs to be done, So so that that Terence and I can't do at this point. Uh, there's so much to be done across Yalabad, uh, Folklory, and and all our social platforms. So so yeah, just hit us up and then we'll take it from there. Yeah. Cool. 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 All right. What yes. is first piece of news? Uh, today we revisit. The saga, the ongoing saga of will or will Elon Musk acquire, will or will not, will will he or will he not acquire Twitter? Mm. That's mm. the the big story. So I, th- I think the the, the 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 idea is that he has already, I mean, bought Twitter la, or at least signaled his intent to buy Twitter. But whether the deal yeah. closes is uh is another thing because it, it takes two hands to clap. So. 
shareholders and all need to agree as well, right? Yeah. So, so there's a bid lah. There's a 44 billion US dollar bid for Twitter. Um, but the latest announcement is that it's been put on hold. Yeah. Um, because Elon Musk wants something more more definitive information about the number of bots that are on the Twitter platform. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. so but but what 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 made you want to talk about this? Uh? Uh, I think it's uh, I mean it's, it's sort of an update to to what we talked about before, but uh, also just just the uh, just understanding where everything is at right now. Where you know, even Tesla's stock has taken a huge beating in the last couple mm. of months. Uh, you know, and and, and a lot of uh, the money that Elon Musk is 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 raising, you know, uh, depends on him uh, leveraging his Tesla stock as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we're talking about, you know, f- banks and everyone, they're the ones lending money for this Twitter bid as well. Are they, uh, they're also bracing for, you know, increased interest rates because inflation seems to be a, a global problem as we speak. Uh, yeah, just, just so, so there's just a lot of things going on. Uh, but, I've, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty funny that, that Elon Musk has basically boiled it down to one thing uh, that, Is is the bots on on Twitter's platform? That's why the deal is not going through, lah. You know, yeah. I suppose the the multitude of other reasons that the deal might not happen. So, so yeah, I, I so thought it was just interesting to talk through some of these some of these issues also. Yeah. So so I mean the the there's a lot of theories about what what this guy is up to, lah. Because on when one hand, I mean he's been quite public on Twitter uh, about the bots issue, lah. And now it's funny because he he's got like he. He's got 93.8 million followers. I think over the past week, it has increased from like 80 plus million to 93 million. Um, and he's had quite um, a public spat with uh, the CEO of Twitter, lah, Parag Agrawal, um, where he was just asking, okay, what what number, what, what percentage of users are bots on Twitter? Lah? And the consistent response from Parag is that it's, it's about 5% or less. Uh, and... Then I think Elon Musk responded with with a with a poo emoji, um, kind of just saying that uh, yeah there there needs to be something more specific because apparently since 2013 since 2014 that's been the estimate from Twitter. So then Elon Musk was saying that uh, he thinks it's more than that. It could be up to even 90% and that he's he's he needs some info before he can proceed. Like, and then he's going to do like a random test of hundred uh, users. And then try and determine whether they are bots or not, lah. Yeah, yeah. So then, then there were a lot of theories that came out saying that, of course, he would bring up the bots issue because that just uh, means that there are less actual humans on Twitter, which means it's less commercially profitable, which would bring down his value, which would make his purchase cheaper, lah. Yeah. So that's yeah. one theory. Yeah. That's one theory, but but I mean, like you know, when you hear the Twitter bot, Twitter bot thing, do you? What's your understanding of what a Twitter bot is? Uh, I mean, fake accounts that are you know, uh, uh, you know whether they are used to just uh, drum up, drum up uh, engagement, user engagement, on the mm. platform, or you know to 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 troll people or to to you know try and fish for, do illegal things like phishing or hacking. Uh, people, uh, so but but the things yeah, there's it's it's not been a, it's not like nobody knew about this bot problem already, right? Yeah, I think but, more but than actually, just Twitter, all social media platforms are are facing some kind of bot issues, that right? Correct, correct. But I think that's where I just need to clarify a bit that a bot mm. automatically doesn't mean it's a a fake account or bad, no, mm. because. If you look what a bot is, essentially anyone can set up a bot. There's an article yeah. I'm reading now on like how to make a Twitter bot on HubSpot.com, and HubSpot yeah. is this huge company where it helps you automate your social media posts, lah. Mm. So all a Twitter bot is is I can set up a Twitter bot for Harish, saying yeah. that anytime someone tweets my name, just reply mm. with like, "Hey, I'm Harish here. Check out my YouTube yeah. channel, Ministry of Funny." Yeah, yeah. So it's not say a fake account because it's posting from my account, but it's just mm. an uh, 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 like a like a program that runs based on a few certain rules, lah. So and it's like fake behaviors, lah. That that more than anything. 
I mean, not say fake behaviors. Let's say someone who that who wants to respond to everyone who tweets at Harish Jelani. Let's say if I wanted to do that, a bot helps me automate that. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah. not. Yeah, you know, it's not. Uh, not maybe not. Uh, maybe the word fake isn't appropriate for it, but uh, it's it's a robot. It's a robot. It's essentially a robot. Yeah, I was gonna say inauthentic human. Human. No lah, It's not really so. inauthentic human, right? Because then. Uh, if you are posting stuff like let's say you want to post a picture of yourself every day you just don't want to do it manually you set up yeah. the automated thing to post every day with the caption that that you type that is still a bot yeah, yeah. it's just automating the process so that's so what's so bad about it that 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 people want to get rid of it or they liken it to spam because because that's been abused lah because okay to set up a twitter bot at a very high level right you apply for a twitter developer account and then you create a Twitter project, then you tweak the settings, you get some access code, you you uh, and then you can program your Twitter bot lah. Mm. So essentially, I do I think it's hard to find that on other social media platforms. So while you could do a lot of good with it, um, there there's actually good uh, uh, Twitter bots like you know every day just tweet something about mental health, or mm. if you can set up a Twitter bot, say, let's say you invested in I don't know Netflix every day your Twitter bot. Would give you the the that would tweet out the stock price of Netflix, mm. so it's like any automated thing. The thing is, it can be abused lah, mm. and it can be like anytime someone tweets this person's name, just like say fuck you, go to hell, and that's a bot lah. So mm. that is where it gets tricky because there's a lot of evidence to show how bots influenced uh, the 2016 U.S. elections, um, yeah. the 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 trolling bots, the abusive bots, the racist bots, and all that lah. Yeah. But so actually, Elon Musk is. I mean, I'm just looking at his his tweet itself. Actually, he does say that it's not. He doesn't say bots. He literally says he believes it's what twenty percent, uh, fake or spam accounts, uh, mm-hmm. Which is which is you know, not even mentioning the word bot really. Uh, he's just yeah. straight out saying that they're fake or spam accounts, uh. So I think yeah. that might be the bigger issue, that might be being conflated with uh, the use of bots, right? Yeah, I th- I think that's the case because fake account that is a problem, yeah. but bots because even Twitter they have had their own blog posts over the past few years um, about uh, bots la. and mm-hmm. their four main rules are like uh, a bot is not uh, automatically bad. Mm. Um, don't assume an account with a particular name is a bot. Some people just tweet a whole lot even more than bots. Doesn't mean they're bots. Um, real people have opinions that you disagree with it doesn't mean that they are part of a grand manipulation scheme and mm. seeing always doesn't lead to believing so they have con- they have con- like confronted the bots issue to a certain extent but basically yeah, I think what you said bots and the fake accounts are, are almost two very different problems yeah I think Elon what he said was spam bots uh. he was going after spam bots ah spam bots uh. that, that one is yeah. a problem uh. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is. Uh, I think yeah, maybe it's useful to say it's not a bot issue, but a spam or uh, spam or fake account issue, lah. Yeah, it's a spam or fake account but because it's almost like I, like email. I'm not, like I'm not a regular user of Twitter though, but so is yeah, I see, but I do see some uh, people on Reddit saying they they believe that it's closer to like fifty percent or something like that. Yeah, do you, I think yeah. You, in your experience, do you find it as such? Actually, my Twitter, I only use it for consumption. I don't tweet much, but I don't know, like, I think over the past six months, I've gotten more active and I'm quite selective about who I follow. I wouldn't say I see a lot of bots. Mm. Um, uh, it's only when I, like, try and, th- oh, let me find out what's happening in the crypto space. Then I see all this yeah. shit. Then I'm like, oh, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. And then I come back to my normal feed. Yeah, so... Hard to mm. give an estimate. I, th- I think some some articles put it rightly. Like they said, depending on which areas of um, uh, the Twitter you go to, there's probably more instances of bots. Like let's say if it's political, right? Mm. Then you can be sure of more spam accounts or more bots. Yeah. More fake accounts, but, more fake accounts. But, but uh, one thing is for sure. Like, um, I mean, Facebook, I think for the longest time already they've had spam bots and, 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 and you know fake account problems that mm. uh, don't seem to be getting any better if anything is getting worse and yeah. that has very greatly impacted the the user experience uh. Uh, mm. even, I mean just even just for myself I, I just don't bother I, like I just how? generally assume that just Facebook comments are a cesspool of like uh, fake accounts uh, troll accounts 
you know, people who don't put a face to their accounts and things like that. Lah. But like that, Reddit also got, right? Bother. Reddit also got, lah, but I there's a good balance of of uh, of informative uh, comments that are regu- self-regulated by the community and and, and everything that, that, you know, there's a, there's, there's, at least, it feels like they're at least trying, lah, you know, to mm. keep uh, spam and, and fake, fake accounts out. Whereas like Facebook, it, uh, I mean, years ago, I used to think like that was just nonsense, but it almost feels like Facebook welcomes all these fake accounts and spam accounts because it creates engagement, lah, right? I mean, you yeah. see the thousands of thousands of likes and thousands of comments, then you realize half of them are like selling some real estate nonsense or what, lah. And that's the the theory, the one argument against Twitter also lah. I mean, they have probably some of the best programmers in the world. Uh, mm. while they're not profitable, they have access to resources lah. And the fact that they can't give a number of spam bots or fake yeah. uh, accounts feels a bit like hmm, are they hiding something? Because I think yeah. how Parag has depended is saying that yeah, you need to kind of merge public and private information. So that would be infringing on data privacy of the users. Mm. But then it feels like, huh, that's the only only way to determine it. Like, you know, everyone has seen those annoying things that pop up where they ask you to identify, oh, click on the planes in this square and all that. That's all yeah. a software that is meant to weed out bots. Um, yeah. I don't know, it like, feels like there, there can be stuff uh, like that in place. And that's something that Elon Musk has said. Like, there needs to be more two-factor authentication processes in place. You know? It mm. feels, what, why it's funny, it feels like an internal office meeting that is being aired to the world, uh, to the internet. Yeah, on their own platform. Talking yeah, about how shitty the platform is on their own platform. Uh. Yeah, but, but speaking of like daily experience with spam, I think where I encounter it a lot is like Shopee. You know Shopee reviews? Shopee yeah. reviews or Lazada yeah. reviews. That one, I never fucking believe it, man. Like if I need reviews, I still go to Amazon. La. Yeah, Amazon reviews generally feel a bit more authentic. Because yeah. I think Shopee, I mean, a lot of these e-commerce platforms, they incentivize reviewing by giving uh, coins and stuff. Oh yeah, and tokens all and all that. So yeah, a lot of people who wouldn't typically review, they just do it just for the the, the you know just to save a few cents uh, Which I mean you know it's 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 okay, but it also tells you that these people don't really care about the product that they're, they're review they're so called reviewing. They they're literally just getting and the, and and the, the worst part is that they force you to you have to review it within a few days of receiving the product. If not, it's not it's not valid anymore. So it doesn't even give you a chance to try it out that right. So mm-hmm. that's that's the big issue, But I, I was just gonna say, yeah, I mean the the fudging of the the, the numbers could easily very easily be fudged, Because right? like even us talking about the fake user spam spam bots issue and all that, uh, you know, even that changes the definition of everything, you know, of what or changes the parameters of what we're defining, right? Uh, mm. in 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 our short discussion, so I I can imagine. Even at the highest levels within Twitter, they also they probably got a few dozen categories of of bots and stuff, uh, and which ones to include when they make, when they talk about bots or, or spam bots. You know that that's a I, I guess it's a question. Uh. Yeah, that's why that's why it's it's funny because I mean even if you look at the setup, the backend setup, there you need access codes to link your bot with Twitter and your account. So there's all these kind of like links that are there. So Twitter must have a handle on how many people have set this up. What So then, yeah, yeah it just feels like, so, so but, but that's the thing, like on one one school of thought is that, oh, Elon Musk is doing a great thing by calling them out. Then another one is like, um, yeah, he's doing it just to bring down the share price to to get it at a cheaper price. Um, yeah. And then another one is like, oh, only he can use the bots, other people can't. So <laughs> it's just, it just feels like, um, how you say, uh, it's more like watching a TV show. It's more like watching a TV. Show. Like, what's your interest in it? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you like, like I, I think I, the last time I mentioned you're watching one of the, you know, uh, the the greatest uh, entrepreneurs, lah, right? In in uh, during this whole tech boom uh, in the last twenty years, mm. right? He's mm. went from PayPal to Space to Tesla to SpaceX and and now Neuralink and all these other uh, amazing companies. And they all come with this grand vision of of bringing humanity to somewhere it's never been before, la. But this mm. Twitter one is it's almost like a a foray in into the trash bin of like you know in the trash oh. bin of, of tech like <laughs> that, la. The 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 areas that everyone's just so sick of hearing about spam and bots and all this, 
crap that you know that we've been dealing with for the last uh, five to ten years, like, right? As as this mm. social media got so powerful, so it's like if I mean if he can bring uh, tourists to space, can Elon Musk solve the problem of spam on on these social media <laughs> platforms? Uh? That's, that's the big question, and then would it be his first failure? Because you know, he he maybe he he's the kind that needs that that grand vision, grand mission, you know, that, that nobody has ever done before, then mm-hmm. he can really like, you know, succeed. Uh, because someone did bring up that, yeah, I mean, as much as we hold him up as this, uh, you know, this great entrepreneur or what, at the end of the day, uh, he also needed a lot of, uh, a lot of funding from, uh, you know, the governments and all that. Like for example, for Tesla, right? At one point, yeah. Tesla was going to go bankrupt unless he got some funding. Uh, same for SpaceX as well. It needed like big contracts from NASA and all that, right, to keep it running. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, can is is he really uh, that bold and entrepreneur? Or is it really about the right place, right time, and and, and you know pulling all the right uh, pieces together, lah? Whereas whereas Twitter has been around, has been and these problems that we've been we're talking about are problems that a lot of smart people have not been able to solve so far, lah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's so interesting maybe, to see how he's doing it. And, he, and he's doing it in, in the best way possible, huh? just doing it in public. Huh? Right. So maybe for him, it's like, oh, you know, sending people to Mars, done, check, you know, uh, that's on the way. Uh, yeah. Coming up with an alternative, uh, revamping the cars industry, done, check, on the way. Artificial intelligence, done. Now he's like, okay, let, let me help out my, my more, how do you say, uh, my more earth-focused peers, uh. Yeah. Or like the, exactly. the, the social media, yeah. Like he, he hasn't really dabbled in social media, la, right? Yeah, he hasn't. He's hasn't. the last for uh, frontier of the tech bro. Yeah, <laughs> the last frontier of the tech bro. Last I frontier. I mean, he's, he's had his differences with Zuckerberg and and, and all of them, la, basically. The CEOs, the big CEOs, right? Just a bit, mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos and Zuckerberg. And now now he's like joining that, that fray la, of like social media companies and all. Apparently he there was a documentary about him that dropped which was quite controversial. Uh, like uh, a one hour documentary. Space recently? The hero or or villain. Oh, uh, I see. I haven't seen it. So there's apparently a exodus of uh uh people unfollowing uh Elon Musk after they watched the Channel Four documentary. Called oh, really? Superhero or Supervillain. Wow. Yeah, interesting, uh. That's like the, the theme of the past few months. Uh, there's the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. Now is Twitter and Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but, but the, the truth is, I think that there's a, you know, there's a lot of uh, different angles that, at which people are getting interested in this topic, like, right? In this Elon Musk yeah. thing. Whether you are a Twitter user or you follow, you know, uh, entrepreneur, uh, you know, Elon Musk. Uh, entrepreneurship and all that, or you're even from like looking at the market side of things and trying to understand what's going on in this takeover. Yeah, yeah. But how come you don't use Twitter? I don't know. Man. In Singapore, Singapore's not big on Twitter in general, right? True lah, true. But that's yeah. where it can be a a gateway to outside of Singapore stuff lah. Or like basically, I think a lot on like startups and crypto and all. That's where Twitter Twitter is the heaven lah for that. Mm, mm, yeah, I guess I guess I have to have to get on that. Uh, get on that train. Get on the Twitter bandwagon, man. Yeah, now that is is uh, Elon Musk is involved as well. Yeah, but cool. Cool, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, this where we have this problem of of uh, interactions with fake or spam bots, uh, on Twitter. But now, uh, you know, companies everywhere are trying to get. Uh, get people to actually interact in person in mm. the offices again which is uh, our second topic right yeah it, it was just uh, almost like an editorial uh, by the Straits Times uh, yeah. titled companies hold parties and start regular social programs to get workers back to the office mm. so this one essentially I mean apparently the first week of May there have been a bunch of companies that have held welcome back parties with food and drink, you know, weekly happy hours, free lunch mm. for the whole month. And yeah. there, this discussion was just whether like, um, is that just a, an 
are they really happy to have the employees back or is it just like to kind of tell them yo man the office is awesome come spend yeah. more time here in a bit to get them to come back more often yeah 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 so so i mean for for us we we work with a clearly hybrid model mm-hmm. um uh, our company doesn't have like a thousand employees or something yeah. but when you like how how have you been observing the workforce returning to singapore and all that I actually have been yeah I've been I've been quite uh curious about it. Every time I meet people, mm. I ask them. I want now now this is one of those dinner conversation topics lah, right? You know, hey, how mm. how are things at office? Are you doing work from home or hybrid or what lah? Everyone has a different answer to that, so it's quite interesting. Uh but yeah, I, I'm just generally seeing a lot of people sort of uh being ushered back to office already lah. I, I would mm. say it's is more is more the. More than more than half the people I speak to are pretty much like almost back in office at least four days a week, you know, which I consider the, is is like back to normal already, like four days a week, so, you know. So, do you find are you surprised? Yeah, yeah, I was quite surprised because uh, I think uh, this very sudden liberation of 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 everyone going out, and everyone going back to office was quite. Uh, I mean, it happened a month ago, but it was quite a it was quite a leap for everyone, right? I think mm. at that point in time, everyone was kind of surprised that we are opening up. So we're suddenly opening up so quickly after the last uh, spate of of uh, li- liberalisation of the uh, or a lifting of the the restrictions, right? Mm. So uh, yeah, but I, I was just quite surprised to see workplaces so quickly revert to what uh, what the policies were before, which is please come to work every day, please you know squeeze in the train of everybody for an hour a day. Uh, and then you know, risk getting bringing COVID home to your family and everything all over mm. again. Uh. Yeah. Mm. So it was. So, yeah, I would. I would have thought that you know, uh, everyone sort of like readjusting to a new normal. You know, they will try out at least a three day, you know, three day in office kind of hybrid model thing before, you know, only only maybe next year or something. Then go back full full into the whole, uh, full work day thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I mean. Uh, on one hand, I was surprised by the speed at which, like, wow, fuck, it felt like everything's crowded again. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, uh, but I, I kind of <laughs> missed the days of uh, where it wasn't as crowded. Yeah. Even though that was a, 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 a not the best time, lah, right? But yeah. now it just reminds me, oh shit, this was what pre-COVID used to be like. Like everything is crowded. Yeah. Um, Everything is is packed and it doesn't help the weather. The weather has been hot as shit, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but but when I think about it, I actually, um, I I don't think Singapore will embrace the the hybrid thing very well. Why? Yeah. Because I can see a lot of companies just wanting their employees back in the office. Wait, so when you say Singapore, you mean uh, employers? Yeah, employees, employers, employers, the government employers. or what lah? I think employers. Employers, um, okay. Yeah, because like uh, I think I think employees wise, I would imagine most people um actually even then right um, I think definitely there will be a lot of people who would prefer the hybrid model because we're not working from home. But let's mm. say if I wasn't staying in my own place right, um, yeah. and if I was working in a corporate, I would actually appreciate five days back in the office, no. Um, mm. b- because, like, uh, if you don't have your own place or if you don't have space at home, working from home can be a chore, la. Mm. Um, and you also don't want to be going back to the office when oh, it's only fifty percent strength. In some way, that's if you're working in a, a big company, sometimes it's nice to have like, oh, you know, everybody back the energy and all that, la. So, mm. I mm. think but I. But that's you. That's you speaking as an extrovert, la, Right. Um. No, like like the the thing that that is yeah that 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 one uh, as an extrovert yes to us uh, but also I think let, like going back to the part where I, let's say when I was staying at my family house right that yeah, one extrovert yeah. or introvert I think staying at home when you have people like uh, a lot of stuff happening at home that's not the most conducive for work also la. yeah so I think previously I always thought oh why wouldn't anybody want to work from home I think it was after a previous podcast we recorded and then I realized like. Okay, if this was two years ago or one year ago, I don't think I would want to work from home, just mm. because of the mm. like it's just more crowded at home and all that lah. 
yeah. So that was the yeah. first realization. Yeah, going back to office when there's more people, I think that one is very personality based, lah. Mm, I mean, enjoy, enjoying having you know a lot of people around and all that, lah. I mean, I I I I, I do miss uh the the yeah the more empty uh, roads and 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 you know places hawker centers whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really I really am very happy that the entrances are no longer uh, blocked like they, they used to. Yeah, right? yeah. All the side entrances, all the car park entrances, all that. We don't have to, you know, you go to Plaza Singh, you have to you have to you know walk all the way to level three in order to enter and stuff like that like, from the car park. So, so I, I really don't miss all that. But I, I do miss, uh, you know, less crowded everything, like, whether it's public transport or... or or just uh, malls and, and, and public areas yeah. and, and restaurants and cafes and everything. Uh, but yeah, but but the the workplace thing, I mean, I'm, I'm still like, um, I, I just wonder like, you know, the eventually what is the, the official government stance on it? Lah? Because uh, surprisingly, there are, there are a lot of, uh, uh, I, I know people who work in, in, in government who are still, you know, working hybrid or, or doing uh, majority work from home situation. Mm. Uh, and then I know in Singapore, a lot of employers actually take uh, take the cues also from the government la, because, you know, in Singapore, we, we, we trust the government and the government is a huge employer and everything, la, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as compared to as compared to in other countries and all that, where the, the private sector doesn't follow the pri- uh, public sector as much. So, so I, I'm kind of curious to see uh, come December 2022 where where a lot of these uh, big government, uh, big government uh, officers, uh, what what their policies will be by then? Why December twenty twenty two? Because I think everyone's sort of just waiting out the year to 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 see how things, whether things really get back to normal around the world. Because mm. uh, right now in Singapore, we are you know we're we're, we're sort of like yeah we're sort of this. Uh, quite a unique position like, in the world, right? Where we're actually really opened up to almost everyone and, and, and our healthcare system seems to be coping well with it, you know. Uh but but it's not the not the not the case in other country, in every country, like, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, I think even yeah. Taiwan, Japan, they're also not fully opened up for tourists and all yet. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think now the latest thing is that Japan is slowly opening up the tourists and immediately the demand in Singapore just shot up already. Yeah, but you gotta go as a you gotta go as a tour group. You can't, oh, is you can't it? Like, oh, fuck yeah, you that, can't travel man. yourself. Fuck <laughs> yeah, fuck going that. as a tour group, man. Oh shit, yeah. no, no, hell no, hell yeah. no. Oh, so yeah, it, it just seems group. like wow, like um, it's almost like this. Singapore is really like a, it's like a petri dish, like Everyone's watching to see how things are happening here. So, yeah. so I think one thing you know when you're talking about the government, right? Like I, I don't think the government would lead with a stance that is based in belief. Uh. I think it's going to be mm. more driven by the economy and the 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 behaviours of employers and the workforce. And, and I say that because like the one aspect of uh, one industry that will suffer if more people working from home are the, the food traffic industries, like, you know, food, mm. uh, retail stores. And I can imagine them also kind of like being a part of the economy that the government just doesn't want to be like, oh shit, uh, we need to balance that. And then for employers, unless all employers almost um, change their policies towards you know office space or or there's something seismic that uh, happens in in the in the real estate market or something, I think it's going to be driven by just the market forces as opposed to the government wanting to place an emphasis on like oh you know. Uh, mental health you know uh, uh, work-life balance and stuff like that because I think Singapore is also very small compared to mm. other countries so the belief I can imagine people thinking oh like generally everything's accessible right? so the transport is great so that's why I'm also very curious to see how this pans out because I'm a little skeptical that this hybrid thing is going to stay la. Mm. But I, mean, I uh, wish I it stays the, I wish it stays yeah the last time there was a examination of how you know structurally how singaporeans worked uh, was actually mm. in 2004 where basically lee sen long announced that the civil services was would be going to a five-day work week because uh. Oh, uh, yes. i don't know if you remember back then our parents or you know my, my mom was a civil servant she used to work on saturday mornings uh. 
So mm. um, it was a. I think that really uh, pushed you know everyone in SMEs included as well towards a five day work week. Long, when the civil service also was uh, started to be a five day work week, and uh, for whatever reason like whether it's better work life balance or you know trying to combat the 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 declining. I mean our, our aging population and, and things like that. Um, yeah I I'm saying that the uh you know as much as the government has to follow these forces as well uh the market forces and all that they also can have uh have a very strong say in how how things move in the country la. But and, and, do you remember the uh, impetus for that? What was the impetus for that? Because I, what I recall, I was in mm. army and it came out of nowhere. I think I was yeah. less interested in current affairs, but it yeah. came out of nowhere and it was a fucking, it was a, it was it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, there's an excerpt of PM Lee's 2004 National Day Rally. Finally, I think we need a better work-life balance. Um, you know, apart from high expectations being the reasons why young people don't get married, another reason is they are simply too busy. They are working. If they are lawyers, they are finish, they finish at 11 o'clock at night. If they are civil servants working MTI, maybe 10 o'clock at night. No time to go out, socialize, make friends. You know, so, I mean, yeah, oh. it's literally... I think uh, understanding that that's where the you know modern economies are headed towards, and 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 yeah, we we just need to you know raise our productivity rather than spend more time at an office. Uh. So, so I'm still I'm still I'm still hopeful that you know like like that that uh, you know someone can also someone within the government also or at least within one of these departments sees the sees the the benefits of of staying keeping it hybrid lah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope it stays um, just for a whole bunch of reasons. It's just, uh, I'm I'm worried that it won't. Um, yeah. But but do you remember what you were doing when that announcement came? Or you started uh, school already? I started school already. But it was, uh, uh, yeah, it was a very big surprise, lah, you know. It was, cause it, um, I think, it was yeah, amazing I mean, because I was in the second year of army and I was going back every Saturday morning. Yeah, and correct. then suddenly yeah. they announced this, and boom! Wow, yeah. that was shocks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, all I remember, yeah, like my my mom used to have to go into office for half a day on Saturdays, and uh, it's. I mean, you imagine how I can only imagine how difficult it was for for working parents back then, like, Right? You know, mm. when when like your kid is no is not in school, and but you still need to be in the office on a weekend, and like you you can't really plan to like spend the day at the zoo or anything like that. Uh, I think I think you tell people now entering the workforce that, oh, you know, 20 years ago, people used to go to work for half day on Saturday. You'd be like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. 20 years down the road, uh, people will be like, you used to go into the office five days a week. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Maybe, la, yeah. maybe. Then we would have been through, we would really be those old uncles like, oh, you lived through the five and a half day work week and the five yeah. day work week. And chala, the, chala. work, work chala. from office for five days a week. Whoa. Yeah, chala, chala, yeah. Crazy. Correct, correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah, work from office for five and a half days and then five days. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's it there. Like, it takes, a, it takes a, bit, a bit of a leap of imagination for people to switch. Uh, because I think, I think I've been dragged kicking and screaming from from very outdated outdated ways of working, you know, with spreadsheets mm. and Microsoft. I mean, I also credit you for 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 pulling a lot of this into our workflow, so lah, right? Various apps and and various things mm. that make make it easier, even just for the basic things like arranging meetings and all that. And I I've come to oh okay, a lot, uh, I think, uh yeah, a lot of these apps can help us work more efficiently without having mm. to like be face to face and have meetings and all that lah. Yeah. Yeah, I know I know it's always an uphill battle, but I appreciate you for giving them a chance. Uh. <laughs> no, no, it is it is a fucking <laughs> I mean, uphill battle. I always man. need to write a white paper like Terrence, yeah. let's try this app because you'll help us. You'll be like, don't want la, fuck, I don't want. I don't want. <laughs> I, I I've gotten a lot more open minded about it in the last in the last one, two years. So. Yeah. I will admit yeah, that. Like, I give I give you that, like I give you that. Yes, yes. Open mindedness <laughs> to to No need white paper, just a message. Just a yeah, message yeah, with message. maybe three try points this. of the benefits. Yeah, and then yeah. you will you will consider, and then you will consider. Yeah, it's a bit like Netflix, and then I must like you tell me all oh, this one good. I will watch like two episodes, and then I, then I'll decide. So yours is like yeah. you send me a link. I'll be like, okay. Let me click on the link. If I can't figure it out in like ten minutes, I'm done. You're done. Then I just think, okay, which link would have the highest chance of Terence even giving this a uh, consideration? Uh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, this 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 us, you know, is even this like working in the digital media space. Can you imagine people who are like in much more traditional industries and all that? Yeah, yeah because now some apps that we use when I don't know about you, when I see people don't use the apps, I'm like, oh my god, you need to use the app because it will just make everything so much easier. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool crazy, man. Crazy but yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, let us know if you guys have been having parties back in the office or so. Yeah. Uh, I won't deny being uh, when we, we've been doing this course at Google the last uh, few, last couple of weekends and so on. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to, to, to sort of network and mingle with people over like, you know, snacks and lunch in the office setting or so on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's yeah. definitely something that, that uh, having more of can only be good la. yeah, yeah. But, but not to force you to come back to office la, right I think that that's the part that I, I, I'm like okay it's just a it's just a very temporary uh, reprieve from the drudgery yeah. of going to office every day la. yeah no need to force and like yeah it's just so much more especially when you have clear things to do um mm-hmm. It's so much better to just do it at home, lah. Uh, at least right. for us, lah, for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool, man. Oh, cool. All right, all right, all right. So on to our one shook comment. Yes. Parents, do you have a one shook comment? Uh yeah, I thought I thought it was really funny that uh, uh, big sloth boy, uh, you know, when it was announced that SIA will continue as the Singapore Grand Prix title sponsor. That means the Singapore International SIA Grand Prix. La. That's what it's going to be called for three more yeah. years. I mean, Big Sloth three Boy yeah, posted that. He really had high hopes that Shing Xiong would, oh. would take over as the sponsor. <laughs> Which I remember, then it brought me back to, oh yeah, we made a joke about that. Where Shing Xiong, Shing Xiong would sponsor the Grand Prix because it had done so well during COVID. So it would be the Singapore Shing Xiong Grand Prix. Wow, that would be epic. Yeah, that would be fucking great. I was just thinking, wow, imagine like the VIP goodie bag that, that from Ching Xiong. <laughs> like, what, what, you know, you attend the race, then Upsane you go for crackers the parties. Or... <laughs> <laughs> and some, some, some carrots and onions or so, you know. <laughs> yeah. That would be wow. pretty cool. Wow, big sloth boy. Powers, yeah, remember, remember that from all the way back. Yeah, yeah, correct. Cool. And what is your one shot uh, comment? Uh, my one short comment is also another one of the replies on the the thread uh, is Yalabad in decline, which we spoke about previously uh, and which we want to assure you that it is definitely not, even though sometimes, I mean, we haven't been able to do three episodes a week for the past few weeks, but it's not in decline. But basically, a user TaufikJ993 kind of uh, posted that, okay, he enjoys the frequency of Yalabad. So when there is a lack of it, it does feel empty uh, there were other other podcasts he listens to, uh, but just not the same. But then he he asked something which I thought, hey, it'd be interesting to talk about. So he said, would Yalabad be the same if it was hosted by someone other than HNT? Like in some late night shows, when the main host is scheduled to be absent, they get a random person to host the show just for a week. Would Yalabad listeners be open to that? And when I saw that, I was like, hmm, that's an interesting suggestion. But but I don't know. I I feel it would be different lah. Mm, mm. Right, because yeah. because I think th- those shows they have so much of an of a of a scaffolding that you take out the host, it still feels like the other components can carry on. But yeah, in this case, mm. I mean something when he when he posted out like, hmm, interesting thought. But I don't know what do you think. Huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I get the sense that people don't just listen for the news; they also listen because of uh, the chemistry. Uh, mm. you know, and, and that's not something that is so easily you pluck out and then you put in someone else or anything like that. Lah. I'm, I'm not trying to defend uh, either of us, our rice bowls or anything like that. But the the truth is we, we've just come to this habit of, of uh, you know, the way we keep up the news and keep up with stuff happening on social media. It, it, it's a very, uh, it's quite intense, lah, right? And mm. I don't think, I don't think anyone else I know uh, keeps up with current affairs at this level. Uh. I mean, other than that, uh, unless you're an academic or something like that. I'm not saying that I'm the most well-read person or anything in the world. Uh, because mm-hmm. I, 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 even just, under, just understanding memes and following stuff happening on social media, that itself takes a lot of time and, and, and I don't think academics have the time for that kind of stuff or so. Uh. 
Right. Mm. So so unless I, I, a, I unless sorry what? No no go ahead go ahead. No zero. So I, unless there's someone else I I I know of who you know keeps tabs on all these kind of things, it's very hard to have the kind of conversations that we have that we fleet between you know, parliamentary discussions and then also social media memes and then stuff happening on YouTube in the US and stuff happening on, on TikTok in, 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 in China and things like that, like, you know. Mm. They're, they're sort of like uh, just having your finger on, on every on every social media pie in the world. Uh. So is that a challenge, Terence, to people out there to rise up? <laughs> Maybe we should no, have no, a contest. No. Uh. Just have a, we have a speed dating Yalabad uh, uh, hosting like star search like that, you know. Well, it's like it's like uh, <laughs> then then we quiz them like Jeopardy kind of thing. Is quiz it? them this way, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting thought lah. Because I was just I was just listening to a podcast yesterday about uh, you know, Socrates was uh, Socrates the 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 guy the philosopher who taught Plato all his sh- every everything he knew right, all his shit mm. right. Uh, was was you know he was executed lah, you know. And he was executed because he he was seen as corrupting the minds of of, of people uh, by encouraging them to you know think about what is justice and things like that uh. And so I'm not saying that we're anywhere near that uh, But but just uh, you know the the role of encouraging of encouraging people to think a bit more to think more critically about things happening around them and all is a very uh, it's been a long standing tradition uh, right. And that that people have been persecuted for, for 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 for, for I mean for many 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 years lah, and 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 mm. uh, I I mean I I'm hoping that Yalabad to some extent also helps people to think a bit deeper about the things happening around them, whether it happens on social media or or in parliament or anything like that lah. But, but yeah, maybe, it takes it takes a real commitment lah. Yeah, maybe that's why Socrates uh, started teaching Plato because he was like, fuck, I can't do this three times a week. Yeah, <laughs> I need I need to hand over the podcast to somebody else. Uh. That's what the whatever the Greek version was of the yeah, podcast last time. Uh. He was like, "Oh yeah. fuck, man, Plato, you get your shit, get you get your shit together, man." But I mean, yeah, that was yeah. just a, a thought thought uh, uh, experiment because I also feel that yeah, like, there's something that I'm very proud that we have created. Um, I do mm. want to get more guests in, yeah, because uh, yeah. that that does mix mix things up. But but I think the dynamic, yeah, I mean. It's it's a it's a interesting thought and and I'll always appreciate ideas like that. So so cheers to you, Taufik, man. And who mm. knows what the future holds, man? Yeah. Who yeah. knows what the future holds? That's right. Cool, cool, cool. All right, cool. and then on to the one shook thing. Yeah. What is your one shook thing this time? Uh my one shook thing is something I actually came across while doing the the reading up on like bots and shit. Um, there was this subreddit thread. Uh, started in 2017 called uh, slash r slash place and it was a project and social experiment that was hosted on reddit for april fools 2017 where essentially the developers kind of made it such that a user could um, if you register you could change the color of a single pixel um, Mm. uh, from a choice of like 16 color, uh, color palette and after you you place a pixel, the that user cannot place a pixel for another five to twenty minutes. Uh, okay. So essentially, if like a million people sign up, they're all placing pixels. But after they place, they will be given a time time uh, where they cannot place another pixel, and it's open for other people to place a pixel next to their pixel. Mm. So it became a huge thing, and I think. Um, over the course of 72 hours, there were 1 million users who edited the converse, uh, canvas with 16 million pixels and there were 90,000 users actively viewing or editing it. Like, and the end product is like this fucking mosaic of like, you still get pictures like the Mona Lisa, the French flag and all that. And there were so mm. many subreddits that came up from groups of people wanting to create art together. And then they did it again in 2022. And I yeah. just thought, wow, shit, that is damn cool. The, the reason why I came across it when reading up on bots is because apparently those subreddits became filled with a certain level of bots as well. Yeah. But even you take that aside, it just felt like, oh shit, uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, and that's something, it's almost like the nice side of the internet. Like people coming together to create something uh, epic. Uh. And to, mm. in 2022, I think there were over 6 million users who participated. Uh, 
yeah, I think, yeah, I, think so I, I saw the I saw the image. I saw the full image on the on the subreddit. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty damn cool, man. So so yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, I just thought yeah, that's that was a nice find like, while doing research. Mm. But what about you? Interesting. Uh, I think for me, uh, as we come down to the end of the Premier League season, it's mm. a good time to just uh, remind everyone that we are literally at the at the, at the brink of the of deciding who's the champion Because it comes mm. down to this final match of the season already for both Liverpool and Manchester City. Uh, mm. I mean, Manchester City has that one point lead. So if they win their game, they are they're, they're safe, uh, regardless of whatever Liverpool does. But um, I guess the twist in the tail is that they are playing against Aston Villa, which is being managed by uh, Steven Gerrard, who is a Liverpool legend. Wait, who's so playing Aston Villa? Liverpool? Manchester City. Manchester City. Oh, fuck. So a lot of people are saying that, can Steven Gerrard do one for his old team? You know, he's, he's a Liverpool legend, right? Can he hold Man City to like at least a draw? Such that Liverpool beats Wolves, then Liverpool wins the Premier League title. Lah. Oh my so, so god! That's the, I mean, never say never, because Man City also just. Uh, I mean, they they drew their last game uh, against uh, which which team was that? Uh? Oh yeah, against against no, they did they draw their last game. Oh, they drew the last game against West Ham. Uh. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's never say never. You know, football's always round. So the last time, the last time, I remember and something like this where. The title would be decided on the last day, on the last uh, match day of the Premier League, was I think back in two thousand eleven. Uh, remember, it's Sergio Aguero. Yeah, Sergio yeah, Aguero yeah. scored that, that that I mean, basically, Man City scored twice in in during extra time uh, to win the title over Man U. Yeah, I remember watching that fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. But now, now the tables have turned. Man City is is the one. Uh, eh? Yeah, Man City needs to. Yeah, Man City just needs a. They need to if they can win, they're then they're they're fine and dandy lah. Like and Liverpool, who's the Wolves Liverpool, playing? Uh, the Wolves, Wolverhampton. Oh, Wolves! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so, I mean, yeah, it's everything set up there for uh, for uh, what what's the the term? What's the term? Uh, nail uh, nail biter. You know the 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 the, the finishing tape at, when you run a race. Finishing line. Yeah, uh, what was a new what a photo? I, I can't remember. Photo what was finish. Ah, photo finish. That's right. Right, the finishing line. That's right. Mm, wow. Yeah, so it should be interesting. They're all playing it. I think this this Sunday at eleven p.m. All the matches, all these final matches, are all going on at the same time. Oh shit! Uh, but man. yeah, so you everyone will be closely watching those two those two games. Uh. And Liverpool is still on on course for a quadruple, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. They won the FA Cup last week. They won the FA Cup already. Yep. Oh, so now, as a Man U oh, fan, right? Yeah. I saw the the best tweet uh, I've seen so far is like they said if Liverpool wins the quadruple, they would still never have won the treble <laughs> because Man U won the treble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a tough season yeah, for Man yeah. fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fans. so it's a nail biting finish that we're headed towards. Yeah, so everyone, you know, brace yourselves this weekend. Uh if you have if you if you if your partner is a football fan, you know, give them a bit of time and space to enjoy Sunday night. Right. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. You're gonna let your wife listen to that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just let my wife I give <laughs> give my wife heads up first. Huh? Sunday night wow. is untouchable. Eleven PM, power power. Yeah. Cool, cool. man. All right. And then we have a great rest of the week and we will talk to you all in a bit.